Well, the weather for the whole of the south of England will continue as it has for the next few weeks. It's going to be hot and moist, with temperatures rising steadily as time goes on. There's a chance of steamy moments as we move into the... Ah, sod it. We never wanted to do this. We never wanted to be weathermen and women, making innuendos about hot atmospheres and drizzly countries. We didn't want to be child-friendly. We didn't want to bang on about being for over-18s only. We want to talk about our sexy adventures. We want to be lifestylers, leaping from bush to bush as we sail down the rivers of British sex clubs and mountains of crazy experiences. The cheeky purple mamba, the liquid silk pumped liberally into our hand, the rodeo classic brief harness complete with Tantus curve, the enjoy pure one stainless steel dildo, the hot octopus digit, the ever so short messages on fab swingers, the sexy friends on Twitter, and the mighty vanilla alternative. With my best girly by my side, we'd swing, swing, swing. Get in the gym or to your car. Without advice, you could go far. We fuck things up and we make mistakes. We talk about our sexy dates. It's getting hard for this to rhyme. Just as well, cause it's bed. So we have with us today some really special guests. We have Bob and Nikki from our Naughty Escapades. Um, that's great, but what show are people listening to? <laughs> I thought you'd already done that with an intro. I haven't done that intro. You told me that we're not doing that intro and oh, that we're starting again. Bollocks. But I'm going to keep this bit in. Welcome to the Bedhoppers <laughs> podcast. My name is Mr. H. Over there is Mrs. H. And yes, we have some special guests with us. <laughs> <laughs> Look, all I can say is if you want something professional, don't include me. <laughs> well... You, you pay peanuts, you get monkeys. This is very true. Thank you for joining us, guys, and for putting up with us spending a good 10 minutes trying to get an intro to this show. Thank you for having, having us. us. Fucking nailed it. Yeah, it's a pleasure. Right, see you guys next time. Bye. That took an hour and a half. <laughs> I think we got there in the end. So we thought we'd invite uh, Bob and Nikki onto our show um, because, one, it's always lovely to see them. And uh, we can see them. You can't. You can just hear them. Should we uh, describe how we look? <laughs> we can do if you like. So <laughs> She's really pretty. Like, she's super pretty. Okay, go on. Keep going. Where's yeah. this going? Uh, uh, she's, she's kind of in front of me right now wearing some pyjamas. So, you know, super cute. I, I think they've got a double date nation top on. Yeah, she does. Hey. Yay. Always be promoting. That's right. <laughs> Come on. Keep All right. You, you want me to carry on? Oh, well, you, you can't just describe one of them. No, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I look like shit. <laughs> I haven't shaved in over a week. Aww. Oh, okay. That's but, okay. It's like sexy stubble. But it's nice that you made an effort for us. Right. <laughs> we are. We yeah, have, I did. Well, we are calling them at, at um, ridiculously early o'clock in the morning on a Sunday for them. So thank you very much for getting out of bed. I think you've gotten out of bed. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for joining us there. From your bed. <laughs> <laughs> so we've invited them on to talk a little bit about uh, swinging in difficult times. That's not easy to say. No, it's not. Um, so expanding a little bit on that. So we mean when your life is not so great because, you know, circumstances aren't always awesome. How do you hold things together? And, you know, how, how do you carry on navigating the lifestyle? 
Yeah, I think between us, I think if anyone that listens to either one of our shows uh, knows that uh, uh, 2019 wasn't as good as it could have been. I'm sure there are many, many highlights, but actually between us, we've had some fairly shit times over the last year. So we thought we'd invite these guys onto the show and talk a little bit about um, how we've dealt with those sort of things, uh, what it's meant for us, what the lifestyle has meant for us during this, these periods, and you know whether we've got any tips that we can share for anyone going through similar situations. Yeah. Okay. Seems seems like a. Um, I mean, it's it's sad that what's brought us together for this particular show is the fact that we've we've all gone through something relatively, you know, unhappy. But equally, what the lifestyle does give us every time is a fantastic community of people who are always out there to support you. Uh, have you just answered the whole show now? No. Oh, great. We don't need to talk anymore. This is brilliant. We can just lark around for an hour. Well, well, that was a given anyway. We were going to lark around. <laughs> well, that was inevitable more yeah. than anything else. Yeah. So, Mrs. H, first question. Come on then. Oh, Throw it out there. Okay. So, all right. Well, for me, um, my, my first question, I guess, for, for you lovely people is um, would you mind maybe sharing with us um, some of the sort of ups and downs of your year and kind of why you feel like you can relate to what we're talking about today? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so the ups, oh my gosh, there was a lot of them. Um, there was the phone party, there was desire, but unfortunately, and there's obviously many more, but I think the hardest part was December when I lost my mom. So right now for me, because it was so recent, that kind of overshadowed a lot of the good times. Mm. Um, But the community, the lifestyle community, the swinging community was absolutely amazing and more than I ever thought it would be. I mean, I always knew that we had a connection and had a community out there. Until something traumatic happens, you don't realize how great that community is and how many there are. Um, that's my perspective, anyway. It's overwhelming, With, isn't it? I'm how nervous. many people you know? <laughs> yeah. We had what? We had an outpouring of, um, you know, just messages and people private messaging us and, you know, thoughts and prayers and, and, and things like that. And it, it was really just um, heartwarming to know that people that don't know us, some do, a small group do, but for the majority, we didn't know these people. And, they just you know, know our voices. Right. Yeah. Just for them to take that moment out of their time to say, you know what, so sorry, you know, you're, you're in our thoughts and prayers. It was just amazing. You're right. It's incredibly moving when you receive messages from people that I guess for them, you're in and around their ears a lot. So they kind of know more about you than you think. And it's just so touching when they get in touch with you and they want to kind of give something back to you. I think there's two parts to it, though, isn't there really? There's there's one, the the people that listen to the show. And I think, you know, we're, we're all very lucky in that we're in a little bit of a privileged position in that we can talk to people about our stuff and what's going on in our lives and um, share all that. And as a result, we, we do get back the um, the support of listeners. And, and I think that's amazing. And that, that really is very touching. But also from just a general lifestyle community, there's lots of people that, that we know that don't not necessarily don't know about the show, but that we've not met them through the show. And right. that equally, those lifestyle friends have been as supportive and as helpful and as caring as, as those that we we haven't met. And that's been been absolutely fantastic. Um, 
Miss Sage, do you want to talk a little bit about what, what happened with us last year? Sure. Well, I think the majority of people who've probably listened to our show will know that in July, um, my father suffered a huge stroke, <clears throat> which was, um, you know, really quite life changing for, for all of us. Um, so it meant that a lot of the things that we, we kind of, uh, would normally make time to do together and some of the plans that we had had to be kind of shelved, uh, while we kind of navigated, you know, all the kind of drama that was unfolding in our lives at the time. Um, and, you know, fast forward to what, no, early 2020, and we're still navigating that, you know, he's blessing, he's pulled through enough that we're kind of in a more stable environment now, but it's still arguably very different. And our lives are quite radically, you know, changed to what they were back in July. It's amazing how, you know, you can be just cracking on with your life and these one moments can have such a influence on everything that goes on. And, and even from just being able to go to work normally or do the shopping, they can, they can really impact things. Mm. And even the silly little things like we, and this is crazy, but just someone to look after, to after Yoko and Mr. Kitty, when we, when we go away, that, that facility isn't there. And and that's actually, it's had a real, real impact on us. I mean, the other thing that happened uh, later on in the year is unfortunately, and very sadly, you lost your granddad. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we've had a double whammy of trauma, haven't we? It's, it's been, I think last year was a, it was a particularly difficult year. Um, and it sounds like certainly, you know, the loss of your mother is just awful. And uh, I went through that. In fact, that was, that was one of the catalysts for Mm. us getting into the lifestyle. And the, the impact of that has been crazy. It kind of doesn't stop for a, for a long while and getting your head around that situation is, is incredibly tough. So have you, have you, um, so you've heard a lot from, from people in the lifestyle and you've heard a lot from, from listeners, um, and are people continuing to check in? Are they still offering help or ha- what's what's happened since that moment? Um, it, yes, they're still continuing to check in. I would say mainly it's uh, those closest to me. And <clears throat> what I realized in the situation is all of our friends are lifestyle friends. Um, you know, my high school friends that knew my mom, they weren't, um, I had two that were very attentive. Everybody else was like, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. You know what I mean? It was very yeah, casual and it showed me that it, it's just overwhelming what this community is. I mean, my best friends are lifestyle friends. Mm. I have one that's not, that's local and one that lives in another state. But other than that, it's incredible. Um, there was probably, I don't know, 10 that still check in. I just saw a couple of them, um, down in Orlando. So that was nice. And they gave me big hugs and yeah. So yes, to answer your question, yes, they're still (coughs) checking in with me and making sure I'm okay. You know, it's interesting when you were talking about the fact that, you know, pretty much all your best friends now are lifestyle which is mm-hmm. you know, amazing. And I think we can really relate to that now ourselves. You know, some of our people we would call our best friends are people we have been lucky enough to meet in the lifestyle. I think quite a lot of the the people that you meet within the lifestyle, they do, they, you stay connected quite frequently mm-hmm. and, you know, sort of regular friends, vanilla friends or whatever you want to call them, seem to have fallen by the wayside a little bit and don't check in as frequently and don't keep up those conversations where I tend to find lifestyle friends tend to be a lot more 
involved with your life and a lot more um there's a lot more conversation you probably see them more frequently do you think one of the reasons why um there's so much more relatable um stuff there is because maybe the friendships you do make in that lifestyle whether they be pants on or pants off tend to be on a deeper level of connection you know the conversations you have are probably far more intimate than those that you would have with maybe vanilla friends yes yeah Yeah, i i agree with that i think due to being a more um open relationship you have the ability to be more honest about things Mm. i think vanilla world sometimes people still hide behind those masks so there's some things they're not willing to talk about or open up about but i think in the lifestyle everybody's so used to being out and you know and open with their emotions and everything else that is a lot easier to talk sometimes yeah i would agree even if as i said my- you, you don't take it to a level where you you're physically intimate you you do still have conversations right. which you would probably you know categorize as intimate and emotional on some level wouldn't you I think part of it as well is that actually people in the lifestyle tend to be a lot more tactile, not necessarily from an intimacy perspective, but actually in just being a lot more offering a hug or just a comforting moment. And that's been, you know, certainly when when we were in Desire, not last year, the year before, (laughs) now I'm feeling a bit old. you know, we, we found out about my other granddad and, and, and we had some issues around that. And, and actually we were talking to, to lifestyle friends because we were at Desire. Didn't have that much choice really. But, (laughs) but, um, in fact, Daryl was, um, from Swinging Down Under was, was one of the first to hear your news, wasn't he? And, and, and heard that news. He was, you know, both Kate and Daryl were some of the first people to hear what was going on in our life. And blessing that man stood up and offered me, you know, such a, a wonderful hug that you know it was it was such an intimate moment mm. but it really helped me connect and and not that I don't get that from you but just a someone who I've not long you know not long known only I'd only known them for you know that week in terms of actually meeting them stood up and went out of his way to to help me through that that time and I've never forgotten that actually that stuck with me and it was a very powerful moment where where uh, that that intimacy that that hug and that connection meant a lot yeah, I think it, it really strengthens the sort of um, the want to stay in touch with people and the want to strengthen those relationships again. And, you know, as you said, even if you never take them to another level of intimacy, you do still hold them in high regard and they mean a lot to us. The other thing that that, that happens when you when you get this news is that actually it puts, you know, it, it's incredibly difficult and, and everyone understands that when you get that news, often you, you need to to shelve your activity in the lifestyle whilst you you remain friends with people and you chat to them and and their support is fantastic you're not in a space where play is going to happen I'm, I'm assuming that's been the case for you guys for a bit kind of um <clears throat> actually we had uh reserved a room to a hotel party like a week after my mom had passed and this is going to probably make me sound very insensitive <laughs> but um, Bob asked, you know, do we cancel? And I said, well, I don't know. I mean, because the lifestyle is such a large part of our life. I mean, it's not like we have two separate anymore. Our vanilla life is literally just work and that's about it. Yeah. So we went ahead and we went to the hotel party that was like a week later and I would say we mainly went because we were, there was friends going to be there that I knew 
they would be amazing. And it's Scarlet and Kane. Um, we've talked about them before and they were <coughs> as soon as they saw us, you know, they gave us great big hugs and are you okay? And we didn't play that weekend. Um, I don't even think we played, <laughs> but it was more about reconnecting and getting out of my head a little bit Yeah. and alcohol. There was a lot of alcohol, um, <laughs> but it wasn't so much. We were there for sexy time, I guess it was more of a, we went there to be around our friends so, yes, as far as play and that kind of thing, it's kind of been, it had been shelved until just recently. Well, that's, I mean, that's really, you know, honest of you to kind of talk about what, what you did and why you, you took the action. And I, I can totally relate to that as well. Um, I think there's an element of you almost feel like you should feel guilty for wanting to take your head out of that that space of feeling grief and sadness and wanting to actually feel something different, a different emotion is a really welcome sort of break from your own, your own mind and any mm-hmm. kind of escape, whether it be just talking to other people or just spending time with people who get you. And it doesn't have to be, you know, a, a sexy situation or a physical thing. It could just be spending your time with people that are in the lifestyle as it happens. And that's, right. that's something that it took me a little while to stop feeling guilty for doing something that others might perceive as uh, recreational. And I'm like, but I'm not doing it for that. I'm doing it to feel better because I have to feel something other than grief and sadness. And actually this is how I'm going to cope rather than reaching for my requisite glass of wine and, you know, making myself feel really crappy. It was just nice to hang out with, you know, Mr. H and do something that felt less sad. (laughs) And I think yeah. especially, totally. in the, especially in those situations where actually um, you want to feel a bit life affirming and you want to feel a bit alive, throwing yourself into some sort of adventure, whether it's pants on a pants off, actually it's quite, does take you away from it a bit and just gives your brain that much of a, of a reset and lets you have that moment to yourself. The, the, the problem we found was trying to get you, like you said, Mrs. H, not to feel guilty about having that moment. It's okay to not feel sad 100% of the time because it's it's unsustainable. It's it's quite relentless and you'll drive yourself around the bend if you don't try and take a break from it. You know, just to take yourself out of that headspace of, oh, everything's awful. It's it's okay. Just have a break. So one of the things that we found when when this all happened for us is um, is actually that, that, that it was very easy to, to turn to having a drink or two or two. <laughs> Um, not take care of us, ourselves in, in the way that we've been used to. Have you found that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because we were so emotional and so distracted and shopping was just too much for me. And um, alcohol was easier. It numbed things. So we've drank a lot. We've eaten a lot of shitty food. Um, and didn't work out because I was too tired or too emotional, or I just couldn't get the motivation. So we're paying for all of that now, as we count down to Hito and having to, um, try to do two day, two a day workouts to make up for one month of. <laughs> wow. You're better than me. <laughs> I won't even uh, go once. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's not amazing at all. Um, I'm Irish background. So, you know, we left the hospital after her mom passed and I immediately stopped at a liquor store 
and we went back to her dad's house and took the kids and we all did shout to Jameson and said goodbye <laughs> and things like that. And then we basically stayed drunk for a few days. <laughs> I was off work for a week and I'm pretty sure every day. Yeah. yeah. So I can relate again. I completely yeah, I relate. Mean, my my coping mechanism to was to reach for a drink. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you just do what you have to do to get through the emotions. You know, we learn that they're just emotions. They can't kill us, but they you just have to feel them. Mm. You know, or we're, numb them. We're, I chose numb. We were so <laughs> grateful that, you know, the community was so um, you know, warming and loving or warming is really not the right word. And to, and to be honest, um, it was overwhelming at times for me. Like I couldn't get on Twitter. I couldn't do any of that because it, it just like, I'd be okay in handling and I get on Twitter and then I'd be a mess again because yeah. I just, it was overwhelming love and compassion. And I, it sent me into crying and I don't know, it was weird and I've never experienced it before. Plus we had our boys and our boys were very close to their grandma. So our oldest came home from Memphis and it, everybody was a mess. So there was everybody drinking except for the 17 year old. He was the only one, but he was probably like, Oh my God, this is way much. But <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, um, it was a lot. But we did, we, you know, we, we found that her dad was suffering a lot too. So, you know, we were only children, so we, we don't have anyone to help. So we were there the whole time, step by step, you know, through the process and um, making sure he's okay. And, you know, he's got some health issues. So we're constantly checking in on him. So, I mean, just like you guys said, it changes your life. Mm, it um, really does. But Sent it makes... You eating healthy difficult so yes. you're in three different places at once so it's easier to grab food than to make something healthy and it just became easier to you know eat unhealthy and drink and everything else so yeah it's been a long month <laughs> but it's time as well isn't it it's yeah. <laughs> it, these sorts of things they they take your time because you have to deal with them and then there's a lot yeah. of stuff that you actually have to go out and fucking do. And yeah. you, you don't know that until you're in that situation, the breadth of all of these things. So your ability to even get the, I mean, I get a lot of joy out of being on Twitter. You know, those of you who know me, no, the, really? I know really, um, <laughs> I, I enjoy it and I, I like social media, but, but actually even over the course of the, the last six months, we've, we've struggled or I've struggled to, to be on there and get the joy that I would normally get out of it because we're so busy living life and having that mental capacity to um to actually go on there and respond and answer and think about what you've got coming up if you're doing all oh, that that sort of stuff goes kind of out the window because you just you know just life getting the shopping getting shopping for somebody else or whatever it might be or sorting out paperwork or you know and then 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 work becomes a challenge because you don't have the capacity to reset from your work either so you find that it all piles up very quickly and before you know it, you're sort of, you know, it's it's a trudge. Yeah, and, you are in a tailspin. It, it um, does send you down a kind of you know, spiralling route of um, self-preservation, really, and finding your coping mechanisms each day. And they're not always healthy choices. But And I think, you know, we, we've been very fortunate in that, that we do have each other's backs. And clearly you guys have each other's backs as well. And that helps you. But there's only so much you can do 
between two of you and you know and in your case you know if you're an only child mrs h is an only child mm-hmm. as well so there's been you know that you know there's no other family there to back up apart from our own kids so uh, you know and and life other decisions that we've made for example mrs h is studying mm. has eaten into any spare time that we would have had so it's really difficult to actually breathe and sit down and take on you know any idea uh, you know additional pieces and and get through that so i you know i know that we've for, for the, even for the show we've done there's not i wouldn't say duff episodes but there's episodes that have had less love and attention because it's just the fact that we've even got one out is a fucking minor miracle in itself because <laughs> right. we're flat you know because we we've had we're all the, the stuffing kicked out <laughs> of us it happens well, we've been, i mean we went two, two months, months and didn't even put one out because we were just had well, so we much had, going on with her mom being ill and family equipment issues. And, yeah, and yeah, and then we blew the mics. Yeah. And <laughs> I'm glad you added that it was the mic and not anything else that was the equipment issue there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that, that time bad. it wasn't my fault. Yeah, <laughs> that's happened. What, oh yeah. What you need is a nice new setup. Yeah, we're we're in the we we got the mic, so we just she, now she wants to change equipment again. <laughs> Isn't but that i want the- to desire more so you know that's true yeah to to uh fundraising and kickstarters and all that sort of stuff <laughs> i'm thinking of GoFundMe so that i can go be naked yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that a thing can we do that can we can we start a GoFunders to desire anything hey bob wants to be naked in cancun go fun <laughs> <laughs> we could try we've just had a shit year please give us money to go away <laughs> go fund yourself bob <laughs> if it's not called that i'm, I'm not here <laughs> the naked bob fund That's yeah great. exactly naked bob so going, going through all of that and then trying to find sexy time is hard with other people you and know, with, it, us. It, with us though, it's more of a routine. It's maintenance. Yeah. But with other people, even when we went to that hotel party, we talked to people, but it turned into how's your mom? Yeah, a less yeah. of or a how are you? Obviously, right. not your mom, but or my dad, right? A less of a dad. conversation about sexy time and more about checking checking in. in with each other and how are you and things like that. So, I mean you're getting way better than you were in the beginning. You know, it's starting to get a tiny bit easier, but it's still. I usually now, um, we went to the Euphoria hotel party for New Year's Eve. And then we went down to double date something at secrets in Orlando back to back. And I was bum rushed by D because she needed to give me a great big hug. Cause she hadn't seen me. And we went through all that and everyone that I talked to, I said, okay, we're going to recap this very quickly. And then we're not going to talk about it for the next, however long we're here. Just so that, you know, I dealt with all of the emotions at one time yeah, and kind of got them out of the way. And then we could have fun and they didn't feel like they had to be like, yeah, or whatever. And we could just enjoy each other. So that was kind of how, what I did in Orlando too, because I hadn't seen Kate in over a year and I got a big hug and, you know, she checked in with me and that was, we had fun the rest of the time. It was 
perfect. So maybe um, what, what you could do in hindsight is record a quick YouTube video, fling it out to everybody, and you won't even have to deal with any of it. You can just, just get right. them all up to date and rock up. Yeah. I like the hugs, though. Those are good. <laughs> you can still have hugs. They're fine. <laughs> So, so you mentioned that actually it's been um, tricky to to maintain those sexy times with other people, and for yourselves, it's been a bit more of a, a maintenance thing. <laughs> How's that going? It's going good now. Now we're good. <clears throat> we're back on the upswing. Um, we had some back in the time. saddle, bitches. Yeah, we had some sexy <laughs> time with others at the hotel party, um, the Euphoria Hotel party, and then we had sexy time down in Orlando, and. After everyone had left, why are you looking like I'm that? listening. Oh, I was like, I mean, I was there, me? but I'm listening. To this is listening um, face. <laughs> yeah, that looks like a questioning. Like, I no, was I'm concentrating on you. Um, everyone left secrets on Sunday, except for Bob and I. So we stayed two extra days and we had probably the best connection evening we've had in, I don't know even longer than last month, um, just hanging out, drinking, touching. I put some of that on Twitter, um, like my little sock feet, that kind of thing. <laughs> it's just. Yeah, that was a crazy time. Sock feet, hand job. I know. Foot job, job, whatever the fuck that was. Yes, but it was just, <laughs> uh, that was amazing to me because we emotionally reconnected to where I felt like that's been a little broken um since the beginning of december again it's it's interesting because i was thinking about this and that whole piece around needing to feel something other than sadness and you know feeling like you're making a physical physical connection with your partner is incredibly important because it 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 helps you i think like you said mr h like life affirming isn't it you know you, you need to have those connections and and take care of each other and you know, feel something other than numb and tired and sad. So, and you almost feel that guilt again for wanting to be intimate and have, have sex, but why, why should you, you know, it is all about taking care of yourself and, you know, making sure that your relationship stays strong and doing whatever you need to do to keep that going. I think so. I think it's for us, it was definitely a case of almost having to not book that in, but make sure that we had those moments and mm-hmm. making sure they just didn't slip away because you're so busy trying to deal with so much other shit that actually, you know, it's all too easy to, to get back into bed and go, Oh, I love you night. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. And just be done with the day. <clears throat> so for us, we were, we, we had to try extra, not that it was an extra hard try, but try extra hard to make sure that that didn't slip out of our grasp. Um, and, and make sure that we, we invested that time in each other, because I think had we not, I think that connection would, would, would have felt a bit more wobbly and a bit more, um, a bit less connected. Yeah. You need to still feel that, you know, you mean, um, you mean that much to each other. And, and I think if you, if you get rejected in some way at a time when your life is, is not feeling so great, that makes things even worse. And you know, re- rejecting the advances of someone who's probably just trying to help and you know, make you feel loved. It's, yeah. um, it's incredibly hard to, to resurrect that. So I yeah. agree with that. that Scheduling your time together is really important. Plus using tears as lube <laughs> is 
<laughs> wrong, apparently. Uh, the looks I'm getting suggest apparently. that it is wrong. <laughs> no tears as lube. It's not good. It's a never-ending never supply. <laughs> and that, again, that's that's a really good point, though. Um, at a time when I probably spent probably 80, 90% of my time probably crying at some point. And you said probably a lot there. Yeah, I'm just going to okay, throw that out. Fine. I was crying a lot. Probably. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> um, so, you know, for you, trying to kind of take me out of that, that emotional space and make me feel like um, there's, there's more to life and my grief. It is, it's really hard to get a sex life going when, you know, your wife is sat there permanently crying. It's, it's difficult. Fortunately, I've perfected the, the art of the very quick in and out manoeuvre. <laughs> so uh, grief only needs to be sort of withheld for, for moments. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and humour helps. I mean, saying it's not going to suck itself really didn't work. <laughs> yeah, that would probably not go well for you either. Probably not. No. That wouldn't have been a win-win. But I didn't feel sexy either. No, me neither, because I was eating like 10 pizzas a day. Eyes and bread face and just blah, plus, you know, the alcohol, the food and everything else. Yeah. By day, I felt fluffier and fluffier and fluffier. My like, gosh, oh, this is awful. It's really hard to get a blowjob from a woman that's crying. Right. I've never and had a eating problem pizza with that. and drinking. Try, but she's not. <laughs> <laughs> just saying. You're- so caring, I love. I you. am. I love you very much. You, you didn't try the old um, drink and pizza slice next to the cock maneuver, then? <laughs> no, not. I did not try that. I should have just laid it on top. <laughs> I did try that. Nibbled away at the pizza. It's I a risky maneuver. But it's really hard to feel sexy though when when actually everything is not sexy. You right. Know, you can't really sugarcoat that any other way. If if you don't feel sexy because you know life is treating you. Um, you know, really badly, and all you want to do is eat carbs and drink wine. Then right. actually, feeling sexy is the last thing on your mind. It's it's enough that you just get up in the morning and function. So the last thing you want to do is is try and make someone feel sexually attracted to you. There is something in that, and I think, but but this goes back to that making that time because if you, if you just expect someone to be able to flick a switch and bang, you, you, they they feel sexy again. It doesn't work like that. So actually, you you do need to put some thought and effort into it, and be careful of how how you how you approach that, because there's no way you could just go, oh yeah, let's let's crack on, Mrs. H, let's do it. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, it's, well you're sat there crying into your chardonnay. It's not going to happen. But but actually, <laughs> yeah, um, salty chardonnay. It's my new sex move. <laughs> <laughs> your wine selection is terrible. <laughs> I, I believe it's pronounced chardonnay. <laughs> the H is silent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So yeah, you do. You do. I think setting some time aside for for that reconnection um, can help. Certainly, that that worked for us. But but again, you have to be really understanding that 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 you know this could all be thrown out the window. And and the way that things have been for us, you know, even if you do set aside ten minutes, that can be thrown away out the window quite oh, yeah. easily. Curveballs everywhere. And the amount of random messages we've had at whatever time at night that we've had to just drop everything and run for mm. and. Uh, you know, even with New Year's Eve, we, you know, uh, Mrs. H's dad was back home from hospital by then. Um, and we decided to go to a club. But actually, the the club we went to was influenced by how close it was to us and um, in that it was only an hour or so away rather than a couple of hours. 
for our preferred right. club just purely because we, we we didn't want the additional risk of not being able to head back if we needed to. Yeah, there's logistics to everything we do now. We'd have to plan, you know, are we close enough to home if we needed? So again, it's another dimension of um, adding uh, admin into your sex life, which yeah. isn't sexy, but necessary no. if you want to try and make it work. So even trips like um, desire and, you know, just going away for podcaster palooza and things like that. What would have been relatively simple have, you know, we now have people that depend on us mm. and actually there's, there's a whole lot more complication around, you know, as I said earlier, even who has the pets or um, who looks after the house or all this sort of stuff where we would have had additional people that help us. That's not there for us anymore. So we're just yeah. trying to navigate those life-changing moments. It's like you you find your normal and you're like, hey, life is good. We get this. This is how stuff works. And then all of a sudden you don't have those things in place and you, you're worrying about other family members or, you know, how are they going to feed themselves or are they taking the right medication? All this stuff comes into play, let alone the you know, how do you make sure that you have a break without feeling guilty or that you have to check in every two minutes or that yeah. all this stuff is going But this on. is what I was thinking when you know, Nikki was mentioning that they took some time away and spent New Year doing something fun. And, and you're right, you absolutely need to make the time to have breaks and not feel guilty about building that time in because who's going to take care of other people if you don't take care of yourself? You know, you have to start feeling better about things and let people help out and let you have a break and try and reconnect and have some good times so that you're ready to then face more challenges which inevitably occur. Well, that's the thing. It's that maintenance of looking after your own mental health and your own physical health, if you can, and then also yours as a couple. You know, how do you, you know, making sure that you've checked in with each other and that you're both okay and you're all on the same page and, you know, no one's suffering unnecessarily. It's so important to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with that. You have to take care of yourself. Otherwise, you can't take care of anyone else. No. I mean, you're a mess. What good are you to anyone else? It's so true. And, you know, we've we've had to make sure that we take those breaks and that time away from things just to reset. And sometimes that just might be an hour or two. Yeah. But, but um, it could just be lying around cuddling and, you know, just letting your partner know that you love them and you're there for them. Yeah. And hopefully it leads to a blowjob. <laughs> every road leads back to rome my friend yes it does doesn't it <laughs> mr I, I really so. appreciate you you've done so <laughs> now blow uh, me yeah <laughs> i shouldn't have to say that but you know not after pizza though never after pizza never right? after pizza isn't that right dear no never no one's gonna pizza. ever let Ever forgive me for for the turning down of Roadhead? Never. It just it will uh, go down, down forever. Sorry. Why would you turn that down? Right. Okay. There is a whole story. Uh, I wasn't feeling well, but no one believes. But him. no one believes me. They think and they think I was too um, full for pizza, and thus I turned down Roadhead. <laughs> I just didn't want to say that I wasn't feeling well. I don't think anyone can ever truly understand that you must have been feeling at death's door to turn down a blowjob. Right. Yeah. I mean, I could probably be missing a limb. Right. And still be like, no, 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 I'm good. Just no one understands, babe. I know. Ordinarily, I, I'd absolutely agree. But in this situation, I'm, I'm sticking to my guns. I think the look on everyone's faces will will uh, go down in history. Now. To this day, I can just I can just see the reaction that, that like rippled around when he went, 
oh, I'm not really feeling it. And everyone just stopped whatever they were doing. <laughs> and just, you could have had a pin drop. <laughs> like, what? Hey, I did have roadhead later on that day. Uh, are you sure it was the same day? Uh, it might have been the following day. Because you had to redeem yourself. I didn't do it because I had to redeem I, myself. I did it because oh yeah, I wanted did. the head. <laughs> I'm jealous that he gets roadhead. <laughs> Only on one of the days. <laughs> he was too full of pizza the first day. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> I resent this. Um, so it was it was handy having someone else drive the car, but the, a car full of swingers was fantastic. So it, it, yeah, so um, crazy times ensued, which was quite nice. Except following a heavy meal of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if if you are um, feeling depressed, I do not recommend eating all the pizza because should the opportunity for head pop up, you don't want to be turning that. <laughs> But also, if you are feeling depressed, you should totally listen to the story of Mr. H Refused Roadhead. <laughs> I'm going to go around and fucking personally delete everything. <laughs> it's been mentioned on too many episodes of By the By now. You'll never completely eradicate the links. No, I know I, know I won't. I need to do something amazing. He brings to... it up every episode. <laughs> I need to do something so incredible that everyone's like, they forget about that thing. They'll never and they just forget. remember that one thing that I did that was amazing. <laughs> It's going to have to be ridiculously awesome. Yes. Yeah, I'm yes. looking forward to this day. <laughs> <laughs> like it, like a whole episode where I don't berate you. That will never happen. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so having lived through, uh, through some of these difficult situations over the last couple of months, are there any tips you'd give to people who are going through similar sort of situations at all? Hmm. Um, tips, I would say... Self-soothe however you need to, as long as you know it's not detrimental to your health. Yep. Um, it's okay to drink alcohol if that's your thing. It's okay to eat the carbs if that's your thing. Um, I was trying to do like, oh, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get back on track. Yeah, that didn't, didn't work for me. Um, some people it may. If you can get to the gym, maybe that would help with some of the emotions and go hit a punching bag. I don't know, something like that. But I would say the most helpful thing was Bob and his don't get too big of a head over there. I, he I, had my face and <coughs> didn't um, push me to do anything that I wasn't ready to do whether that's go to a hotel party or even just have sex, him and I, he was waiting on me. He pretty much knew when I'm in a ball crying as I'm laying in bed to go to sleep, that's probably not the time. So he left me alone. Um, but he would still, you know, cuddle up to me just like he did before to let me know that he's still there. Everything as far as him and I are good. Um, that would be probably the only, it's a club that nobody wants to be in. I mean, this is not some, something that everybody's like, yeah, I can't wait. And there's our age. Um, there's not very many really that have lost a parent so far for me. So his mom has helped too tremendously. I thought you were crying. No, <laughs> I'm trying not to do that. <laughs> Bob, I want to think anything from yourself, any tips? Um, you know, honestly, just be supportive. You know, like she said, you just, 
in those situations, um, the way I was raised is, you know, you, you step up, you take care of your family, you, you make sure everybody's emotionally keeping it together, you know, and then or have what they need or have what they need, you know, making sure that everyone's where they need to be doing what they need to be doing, trying to make sure everybody's getting hugs and, you know, talking what they need to talk about or alone time <clears throat> or even alone time. Yeah. You know, I need 10 minutes or I just need to relax. That's all I did was just be there for my family, for the ones I love. And, um, you know, it works out. It's tough, but I guess that's just the way I am. I don't know. That's all I knew to do. And I was just there for her and the kids you and her dad. You were patient. Everyone yeah. needs a bob. <laughs> well, yeah, everybody. Everyone needs a good bob. He's also available for weddings, bar mitzvahs. <laughs> <laughs> Go find Bob. <laughs> bob and I will come, you know, cuddle and... <laughs> Yeah, be careful when you sign the contract. Cuddle means different things ah. sometimes for Bob. <laughs> you can get professional yeah. hugs now, did you know? That, you can pay for someone to come and hug you for an hour. Really? Yeah. Yep. Genuinely. Huh? Some people are so good at giving hugs and some people don't get any hugs in their lives that you can have a professional hug. I think that's that's one thing that, that has struck me about the lifestyle, not about the paying hugs actually, is that, <laughs> Um, men in the lifestyle tend to be a lot more in touch with their emotions. I would agree with that. And yeah. a lot more open to helping and supporting each other, which is really cool. Yeah, I would agree. It's, it's nice to see men um, actually displaying emotion and, you know, not feeling that they're going to be judged for that. But it's OK to everyone has emotion and everyone you know, has a range of them and it's OK to let them out. And sometimes when you've been sensitive enough to decline Roadhead, then it's really important that you support your friends over this sort of situation. Everyone supported you. Amazing. Yes. Did you not feel supported? It's okay. (laughs) That is not what Bradford said. Never turn down Roadhead. Yeah, that's that's a lesson I've learned. (laughs) (laughs) At least not around Bradford. Exactly. (laughs) Cool. Anything else, Mrs. H? Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so for me, yes, everyone needs a bob or equivalent. You know, in my case, I couldn't have got through things without Mr. H. So other bobs are available. Other bobs are available. They may be called different things, but, you know, find yourself a bob. <laughs> um, so I think for me, maybe accept that you cannot do everything and it's okay to drop the ball a few times and realise that you you cannot be superwoman and cope with everything that you're going through and expect to get it right all of the time and not fall apart. So accept the help. If people come and give you help, whatever that looks like, whether it's have a cup of tea or a hug or have a glass of wine and do whatever feels right to you to get you through that day. And so what if you, you know, your empty wine bottles stack up a little bit more? It's (laughs) temporary. You can, you can fix it. You know, you just, have to get through that that period of time that and you need to give yourself what you think you need to to survive and for me i i ended up getting to a point where i was judging my my habits and my increasingly unhealthy habits but then actually stopping to think if that's what i need right now i'll do it and then i'll fix it because i won't feel like this forever this is temporary yeah she says reaching for wine (laughs) (laughs) of the irony (laughs) (laughs) it's hard to be vulnerable Mm. i mean put ourselves sexually 
into situations where we're vulnerable, but emotionally, that was probably the hardest part for me. Absolutely. It's, you know, you, you can't, you just can't survive these things unscathed. You're going to break a bit. So I think my, my final bit of advice then chucking Mm -hmm. in is don't be afraid to seek resources and help. I think because like Mrs. H said, you can often feel like you're the only person going through this and, and sometimes help comes in the strangest of places from your lifestyle friends who, you know, let's be honest, sometimes when you set about your journey, you think it's all about the sex and you end up finding it's all about the amazing connections and friendships. Um, you know, that things like uh, even just listening to the podcasts and knowing that people go through similar things. I hope someone, you know, if they're going through something crappy, listens to this and realises that actually there is support out there and there is help. And, you know, I know for our Christmas episode, uh, we, d- we, we gave away a number of uh, numbers for people to contact, support, mental health things. So, you know, th- it's not just your lifestyle friends, but there's a whole wealth of information out there that can help you. So, and no one should ever be embarrassed about having to uh, seek that help out. And it's, it's really important to recognize if you are struggling so that you can, you can hit those emergency breaks and, and, and go and find that stuff and take that time to reflect. So that's kind of where my head is. Yeah, sound advice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't quite put you in the Yoda category, but yeah, it's good advice. Fine. See if I care. <laughs> <laughs> so, Nikki Bob, um, before we we close this one out, where can people find you? We don't want your house address, you know, because well, they're in bed right now. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is perfect. <laughs> to come to the I'll house, bring food, uh, <laughs> not pizza. Yeah, <laughs> not pizza. Well, I don't really care. I'm a trooper. <laughs> our website is ournaughtyescapades.com. You can find us on Twitter at our naughty. Uh, what's our Instagram? Our Naughty Escapades? Where else are we? iTunes. Is that it? No. We on Facebook. Shutter, Facebook. Our Naughty Escapades. We're all over. Just Google Our Naughty. We'll pop up. <laughs> and Hopefully. Like Beetlejuice. We say your name three <laughs> oh, times. You can email us at ournaughtyescapades at gmail.com. Yep. So just, just to clarify, you're saying our, not our. 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 Yes. Just. Just I'm making from Indiana. Sure. I have an accent. There's no yeah, accent there at all. Fine. It's still our, not our. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> in my room. Shut up. I'm going to go to my room. <laughs> he's already in his Take room. He's in boat. bed. I'm going home. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, thank you very much, guys, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. Um, it would be nice if next year we can do one's uh, an episode around what's so fucking amazing about the lifestyle <laughs> and how has 2020 been the year of partaying? Yes. Yes. Exactly. Which yes, be, please. Which would be ideal. Mrs. H, do you want to do your thing? Sure. Well, thank you for hopping into our bed. Mm-hmm.